Okay, people, it's time for a new episode of Echo Chamber. And as we do, we're going to start off with the UK top 10, right for the weekend of the 2nd to the 4th of December. Okie dokie. So, at number 10, we have got Living. This is directed by Oliver Hermanus. And it is written by Kazu Ishiguro. Right, um, it's starring Bill Nye, Amy Lou Wood, Alex Sharp, Adrian Rawlings, Herbert Burton, and more. At number nine this week, we have got Bones and All. This is the new film from Luca Garda. Guinea, Guineo, uh, written by David Kajanich, right, based on the book of the same name from Camilla DeAngelis, and it is starring Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamon, Michael Scholhorg, Andre Holland, Chloe Salvini, David Gordon Green, Jessica Harper, Mark Rylance and Jack Horwitz. So at number eight, we've got um, Mark, I'm sorry, Mark, Martin McDonald's The Banshee of Ish Insurin. Right? So this is starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Kerry Condon, Barry Coeur. Um, Kenahan, Pat Short, Gary Linden, you know, right? So that means, people, at number seven, we have got After Sun. This is written and directed by Charlotte Wells, starring Paul Mescal, Frankie Corio, Celia Rouson Hall, uh, Kaylee Coleman, Sally Mesham. Harry Perderius, Ethan Smith. So at number six, we... At number six? Yeah. <laughs> at number six, people, is She Said. So this is from director Maria Sharanda. Written by Rebecca Lewinsky, and it is based on Judy Cantor, uh, Megan Towley, and Rebecca Colbert's New York Times investigation. Uh, it's starring Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan, Patricia Clarkson, Andre Broger, Jennifer E. Samantha Moulton, Ashley Chard. So we are now in the top five. And at number five, people, is The Menu. This is a new one from Mark Mylod, uh, written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, right, who's in one of the films we look at this week, Ralph Fiennes, Nicholas Holt, Janet Mctier, John Leguizamo, Amy Cario. Um, so at number four, 
it's the new Disney joint, right? It is Strange World. This is from uh, Don Hall, written by Queen Nugent. And we got voice talent of Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Jacoby Young-White, Gabriel Union, and Lucy Liu. Okay, so at number um, three, it's a violent night, right? This is from Tommy Wakola. Written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Um, it is starring David Harbour, John Legazumo, Alex Haskell, Alexi Lauda, Evie Patterson, Cam Giandet, Lee Brady, and Beverly D'Angelo. So at number two, right, we go back to Wakanda. Ryan Cougar directs and co-writes with Joe Robert Coles. It's Black Panther, Wakanda forever. So it's starring Angela Bassett, Danny Guerrero, Letita Wright, Lapita Nungay, uh, Tenich Harata, Lake Bell, Martin Freeman, Michaela Cole, Dominic Fawn, Winston Duke, Richard Schiff, a whole heap of talented individuals, people. So there you go. That's the top 10 this week. Well, last week, technically. And now let's get into things. We've got four films for you, people. So let's get it popping. First up, people, we have got a new Netflix joint. It is the marriage app. All right, people. So I checked out this um, new Netflix film. It's an Argentinian film called The Marriage App. I checked it out because I was trying to distract myself um, with a book. It's called The Marriage Pact. And th so this film sounded very similar to that so I thought okay you know I'll check it out because I don't know the book there's some interesting ideas it's irritating in places so I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna finish it so I thought oh maybe if I watch this I get the end and you know kill two birds with one stone as it were uh not the same <laughs> Not the same. It's directed by Sebastian Di Caro and written by Gabriel Cornfield and Rocchio Blanco. It is produced by Fernando Abadi, uh, Esteban Mentasti, and Horatio Mentasti. Associate produced by Juan Minyojin. Uh, line produced by Ariel Chico. Uh, Pedro Oneto handles the music. Li Lilian uh, Pica um, 
handles costume design. Uh, hmm. Yeah, there's no cinematographer listed, which is weird, right? Now, our cast. Um, yeah, this is a really terrible listing. So I'm only giving you names. Uh, we got Louis, Lu, Luzana, Lopilito, Juan Minjuan, uh, Andrea Rincon, Christina Castano, and Aaron Mijilo. Yes. Um, yeah, very terrible listings here on IMBD for that one. The gist of the film is this. A young couple with children find themselves going through a crisis and seem to have exhausted all opportunities to solve their marriage problems. As a, res a last res resource, they decide to use an app that gives or subtracts points for each good deed they do to one another. At the beginning, this seems to be the solution they have been waiting for. Until the obsession to pile up points and win independence from each other will spiral things out of control. So that's it. Now, the, the things with this is, and I think it's the issue with the film. Right, because I was hoping it was going to be really funny. It's not really funny, right? And like this bit in the synopsis where it says, that, you know, they've exhausted all opportunities to solve their marriage problems. Um, no, no, we do not see them do anything to try and solve any issues, right? And, like, I think a lot of the issues, because we get, um, I think the wife is Berlin, Berlina, or something like that, right? Um, she's like, oh, the credit cards are nearly due. Can you pay the bills? Right? And, oh, the sink's broken. Can you fix that? Not insane requests, right? And, he doesn't do them, right? So I, I kind of feel, if you're wanting to show maybe this, like, propensity to ask for ridiculous things and expectations, you could have different things they're asking for because they don't seem like insane requests. You know, if your bills aren't paid, you're going to be in trouble, right? So the, the, the things that you're just like, well, Surely you would do that. And then they throw in these this thing like he's he does cookery with his friends, right? Supposedly they do you think that they might do pop-ups and things, but we only see them cooking in a kitchen in someone's house and then trying it, going, Oh, that's really good. But we're not seeing them go, yes, that's a recipe we can use or anything. So you're just like, wait. What is this? Is this just friends cooking? So when it's just like, oh, we've been entered into a competition, it's just like, why would you be in a competition? You know, they're not 
we don't get given enough to be invested, right? Or for it to seem like it's this big, because what do they want to do with that? How do they want to try and parlay maybe success? We have no clue. So it, it, it doesn't become this like, whoa, I can see why this is such a, you know, important thing. You know, which, look, you think, oh, being that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, but only on that level. So the other things we don't know. And the other crazy thing is, you kind of think, because the obvious solution would be, well, because it's in December. So you just be like, I'll bring the fam. And then we'll spend Christmas there. Right, that's a, that seems like the obvious fucking thing, but it's not even brought up, right? It's not even brought up, but you just be like, huh? Because, you know, hey, he can go out first, do the first few rounds, and then she, the wife and the kids come out towards the end, right? And then they do Christmas. It's a simple thing. So... Yeah, like the, 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 they're not trying anything, and there's no communication. Yeah, like we have them, it, it starts off with how they met, but even that is just a bit, you know, there's a car accident, and he's just like, Oh, once I get this fixed, can I ask you out? And she's just like, Oh, yeah, okay, and then that's it. Now they're together and they get married and blah, 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 blah. But you're just like, okay, but what was the stuff that brought you together, right? What was the things you connected on, your shared interests, all of that? We have no clue. So it, it just, yeah, it makes it very difficult to care, to, you know what I mean, to care about Eva. She's got a toy shop with a friend. But then that, it is just like, ugh, you know, because I think she makes toys, but they're selling other people's stuff. Like, none of the toys look great, you know? And then when they're, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, develop my own toys, right? We see her sketching, and then in a space of days, the toys developed. Which is just like, it takes a lot longer than that. It takes a lot longer. to. There's no prototype. There's nothing. And then as soon as a toy goes in the shop window, you have all of these kids swarming around going, oh, it's a toy. And it's just like, oh, success. And you're just, what the fuck is this? It's crazy. It took a, a kind of interesting concept. Because you can use the app whole thing, right? But you need to make it that there is, you know, this this couple and this is the last resort. Like everything else has fallen. They can't, the therapy doesn't work. Just all these other things, intervention just don't work. So they're trying this one thing and they're trying to make, like that makes it, in, but no, we don't get that. We don't get that. And as I said, it's not funny enough for it to be just base level. 
right? As if it was just these hijinks and hilarity, it maybe it would have worked. But it's not even that. And then the, the way everything gets resolved is just super simple. And you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. from where they were to this, I no one's buying it. Like, you can't buy that all of this can be wrapped up like that from where it was, you know? You know? Yeah, it's just crazy. And the other thing as well, right, because they get referred to the app from um, the, the woman's sister. But we don't see that relationship because they're just like, oh, they were really in bad ways. And now they're like this. And But we have no clue how it started. Right. So, again, right, because what they just show they go to meet them for dinner and then this couple are all over each other in the restaurant, which is just a bit like, hmm. Okay, you know, if, if that's basically your um, your barometer for everything, right? You're just going to be like, oh, this equates them being super, and you're just like, eh, it doesn't, though, right? It, it kind of shows they're horny. That's all it does. That's all it does. So we're not really getting real emotion in this. That's, I think, one of the big issues, you know? It just feels very simplistic, you know, which is definitely a shame, definitely a shame. But yeah, people, 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 I feel that, um, I don't know, if you enjoy, right, I, I think if you enjoy just some of those just made for TV movies, you know, that's your bag, right, if, if you like, I say a lot, but it's stuff like holiday and just all of that kind of jam, if that's your thing, then maybe the marriage app works for you, right, because it's not hard hitting like the marriage story, you know, it, it's not that, so, Mm, people, yeah, depends on what kind of films you enjoy, but The Marriage App, it is now on Netflix. Next up, we take a look at something that came out earlier in the year, right? We go into Norse legend. It is time for the Northman. Northman. Yeah, the Northman. Northman. Boy, I don't know why I'm questioning myself. It's the fucking Northman. Okay, people. So, a film that I was trying to see for the longest while. Um, yeah. Finally dropped on Now TV. So, I was like, alright, perfect. I'll, I'll give this a go. I'm talking about the Northman. Right, the latest entry from Robert Eggers. You know, he co-wrote the film with Sigon. Um, the film is produced by uh Lifir B. Dagfinson, uh Eggers, Mark Hoffman, Lars 
Kundusun, Amon Mikan, Yariv Mik, um, no, Yariv Executive Producers, actually, and Alexander Skarsgård has said, um, Aram Mikum, sorry, Yariv Mikum, Executive Producers, along with Michael Shafir, uh, Sam Hansen, Thomas Bensky, uh, with Garrett Bird, associate producing, and Frances- Francesca Chingolani, co-producing. Robin Carolon and Sebastian Gansborough handle the music. Jaran Blasik cinematography it's edited by louise ford uh kamal cochran handled the casting craig lafrock production design art direction was robert coper paul giardini christine mcdonnell john mary and Hawk Richer. Set decoration is Pancho Chamorro and Niam Coulter. Costume design, Linda Muir. Okay, and our cast. Well, Alexander Skargard is Amlef. Um, his dad, King... Orvadol War Raven is played by Ethan Hawke. His mother, Queen Gudrun, is played by Nicole Kidman. His brother's, his father's brother, uh, Fionia the Brotherless, is played by Cleese Bang. Um, there's for the Proud, played by Gustav Lymph and Gunnar, played by Elliot Rose. Uh, Olga of the Birch Forest is Anna Taylor-Joy. Himir the Fuel is William Dafoe. Halgrim Half-Troll is Phil Martin. Finia the No-Stub is Eldaskar, um, Ash Hilda Hufkafrifif is Alwyn Fuhr, um, a younger version of Amleth is played by Oscar Novak, um, yeah, I mean, there's a load of people. Right, because there's villagers and warriors and the like, but I think that's that's the majority, right? That, that's all you need to know. Now, the gist is this. The Viking Age, with a mind aflame with hate and revenge, Prince Almif, the wronged son of King Orvandil Warraven, heads to cold, windswept Iceland to retrieve what was stolen from him, a father, a mother, and a kingdom. And like a war dog picking up the enemy's scent, 
brutal Amleth embarks on a murderous quest to find the hateful adversary whose life is forever woven together with his by the threads of fate. Now in the name of Valhalla, no one can stop the Northmen, not even God. I mean, it wouldn't be God. <laughs> it would be Odin, right? Yeah, God, no, it's not God, it's Odin or one of the other gods. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. This, man, I, you know, Vikings is awesome. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I've really enjoyed Bernard Cornwell's um, The Lost Kingdom books. I need to check out the Netflix series of that again, because when I first, I, I watched, a, I, watched, I think I watched season one, and it, it didn't follow the book in a lot of places, and it irritated me. But I heard it got better, so I, I should give that another look. But anyway... North mythology, Norse, North mythology, Norse mythology has always been something I have thoroughly enjoyed. So the, 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 the thought of this and the pedigree of Edgar's as a director, it was just like, oh, I need to watch it. Need to watch it, people. Now, it's, um, it, it, it's got a interesting feel to it. Like, look-wise, it, it does kind of, you know, it looks very nice. Looks very nice. Now, apart from some small things, like everyone's got good teeth, you know what I mean? Perfect skin. It, yeah, it, it's got that feel to it. It's not as gritty a feel as Vikings, you know, but it, it it's probably more akin to the Lost Kingdom, you know, because I don't think that went as hard as Vikings, right? But now the the difference from Vikings, well, I mean, there's a lot of differences, but we get kind of mythology. We get kind of uh, that interwoven with this. So, I mean, Vikings, we, we have them praying to the gods, and there's some fever dreams and stuff, but this really goes in different places, like Valkyries coming down and flying someone off and, you know, stuff like that, which it's, I think, for me, right, I think that was probably where this film misstepped. Because I kind of think, right, go go hard one way, right? So either you're, you're going mad historical, like accurate, or you want to make it, you know, this mythology just drenched great epic you know with the with the Norse gods in it and Valhalla and you know all of that stuff you know Hela and just yeah I think do one do go one way like one of those ways and do it really well but trying to intersperse the 
two of them, it got a little bit messy. Just because it didn't do a lot of the mythology. Like, it was there, but it wasn't, like, all the way through. So when it happened, it, it was a little jarring in places. Now, the acting was good. It had some good acting. It did feel at times, though, that this was more a theatre production, that people were kind of narrating, right? That they're doing their um, monologues rather than it being this immersive film. So there is that. Now, there's some weird choices. You know what I mean? Like, which don't always make sense when you're like, oh, yeah, this story. There's some things that, that happen. You'd be like, wait, why would someone do that? Like, in this weird kind of rescue, you know, which didn't really need to be there because they could have escaped together. Right, and the rationale for not made no sense. Made no sense because everyone had seen them together. So it was just like, that's dumb. So then, yeah, it, it just created these scenarios that just, you were like, I don't see the dude doing that stuff. You know, and, and when someone's hell-bent on this whole thing, Right, the, 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 you'd be like, wait, why would they do that? Like, that's just a, a weird situation, right? So the story was a little bit odd, you know? Especially, the, there's a point when they're so far out, and you're thinking, I don't think anyone's going to swim that far, especially with a sword strapped. And those swords weren't light. They weren't light. So you're like, I don't think someone can swim back all that way. That's insane. <laughs> and this, the mission in itself, from the beginning, because it was just like, I feel there was better ways of infiltration. Like, I don't know if you had to go that crazy with it. Like That, that seemed like an a insane thing to do. You know, when there's other things you could have done. So there is all of that. We get that whole jump in time. Because at the beginning, you know, Amleth is a boy. And we get his father's murder and just all of that stuff. And then it's just like years later. And it's just like, I mean, you could give us a time frame. Because you didn't really do anything anything to try and age Nicole Kidman so it doesn't matter right whether you say five years 10 years 20 years it doesn't because you did nothing to Kidman she looks exactly the same <laughs> now um I will say that it did seem that um oh fuck what's homie's name Class, class, yes, that's it. Oh, my mind went big. Bang. Right? It, it seemed that his character got a little older, Fionn, Fionnir. But I don't know, because I didn't really get a great look of him at the beginning. Now, the film does utilize, which is interesting, it utilizes um, 
Old Norse and Old East Slavic languages. But that does then mean we have subtitles in places. And the subtitles are fucking tiny. Tiny. So, yeah, there's a lot of shit I did not get. But I kind of feel, I don't know how much it added or didn't. But, yeah, it's an interesting film. It does feel long, and it does feel... it. Felt like it dragged in places. Ah, it's not the Norse story I was hoping for, which is a shame. It is a shame. But yeah, I would probably say if you're a fan of the Lost Kingdom, then this might work for you. This might work for you. But yeah, it is it's not what I was hoping for, unfortunately. But that's just me. Maybe it works for you people. Okay, now we've got the new film from Antonio Farouk, Will Smith and Apple. It's Emancipation. Okay, people. So, thanks to DDP. I was able to um, check out the new film, Emancipation. And to me, I wasn't sure if I was going to go see this. And not for any Oscar-related thing. It's just, I'm kind of done with slavery films. You know, they, they never make you feel good. Never make you feel good. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, got the opportunity, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I thought it might. It was a shitty day. Thought it might cheer things up. It did not. <laughs> I, I forgot. It's not the film to see to cheer yourself up. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's a lot to. I think there's a lot to like about this film, right? It is directed by. Antonio, no, and I always flub this dude's name, and Tonin Farouk, uh, hmm, I think I flubbed it again, uh, written by Bill Coolidge, the film is produced by, uh, Joey McFarland, um, John Moore, John Moore, John Moon, Moon, hmm, I think, Todd Black, and Will Smith, it's executive produced by Heather Washington, uh, Cliff Roberts, James Lassiter, Scott Greenberg, uh, Farouk, Chris Brigham and Glenn Bassner and Kate Samick associate producers. Marcelo Zaros handles the music, Robert Richardson cinematography, Conrad Buff the fourth edits the film, Lindsey Graham and Mary Vermeu 
handle the casting. Uh, production design was Naomi Shahan. Uh, art direction is Anne Costa, Tom Froling, and Shamin Sifazidea. Set decoration, Cassie Catalantonotto. And Cynthia Lajanese. Costume design, Francine Jamison Tanuch. Um, and our cast. Let's get to that. Well, Will Smith plays Peter. Um, doo -doo -doo. We have got... Ben Foster is Jim Fazzle. Um, ah, Charmaine Bingwa plays Dedine, um, Peter's wife. I feel it's his wife. They're, they're dating. I mean, it's essentially the wife. Whether they were allowed to marry, uh, you know, who knows. But yeah, they were together. Uh, the children, Betsy, is played by Imani Polman. Um, Scipion is played by Jemiah Friedlander. Lorette is played by Jordan McIntosh. And Little Peter is played by Landon Chase Dubious. Um, we got Gordon played by Gilbert Ua, Harrington played by Ronnie Jean Blevins, Knowles played by Aaron Moton, Thomas played by Jabba Lewis, John is played by Michael Lowell, Howard Stephen Ogg, Leeds Grant Harvey, Lieutenant Andrew Colalu. It's played by Mustafa Shahir. I believe he was in uh, Cyrano. Major G. Halstead. It's played by Paul Benvictor. Mike Hurley. Uh, Jesse C. Boyd. General William Dwight. Played by David Dimon. Uh, we got Trap. Played by Austin Alexander. Bijou. Played by Britton Webb. Captain John Lines. Played by Jason Warner-Smith. Um, hmm. Yeah. I think... I mean, that's essentially... I feel the main people... Ah, oh, Sister Margaret is played by Kay Steele. Um, R. Lewis Fabian is played by Mark Ashworth. Um, McPherson is played by Walker Babington. Oliver played by Dave Davis. Um, Sergeant Major James Ingram played by Damien D. Smith. Uh, Colonel John Thomas. Adam Stevenson. Mrs. John Thomas, Melissa Lehman. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, 
that's probably it, really. There's a load of people. I mean, as you imagine, there's a load of people floating around and doing their thing. The gist of the story is this. It tells the triumphant story of Peter. Well, he's. I feel he's real. I think his real name is actually Gordon. And they people knew him as Whipped Peter. I think Peter was the, a name given to him by his slavers. But he's a man who escapes from slavery, relying on his wit, unwavering faith, and deep love for his family to evade cold-blooded hunters and the unforgiving swamps of Louisiana on his quest to freedom. The film is inspired by the 1863 photos of whipped Peter taken during an, a Union Army medical examination that first appeared in Harper's Weekly. So there was an image known as the scourged back, which shows off the keloid scarring that mutilated Peter's back after a whipping delivered by his enslavers. And they say the photo ultimately contributed to growing public opposition to slavery. I mean, like you needed a fucking photo. You know what I mean? That, this is how crazy it is. It's just like, I mean, slavery, right? Oh, that picture doesn't, that looks bad. Yeah, I think we, we probably need to believe this is a bad way. I mean, there's so many other things that showed how bad slavery was, you know? But, yeah, that's the gist of things. Now, as I said, look, there's things we really like about this. And the color palette that is utilized, it does give this feeling of oppression right it, it's this dire you know yeah, kind of haze over everything so it feels ominous right that, i think that I've, I've not really seen that and it and it does work very well there are some problems because differentiating between night and day that's a little, so it's, because when they run, you're kind of like, it should be night, right? They, I mean, we should have a night time, but it, yeah, it, it, it's hard to track the time. Now, in reality, he was on the run for 10 days. We have no real um, notion of time during the film right how long he's actually on the run for we don't really there's nothing to go in day one day two or just knowing right we've had oh we've had nine nights okay right 10 days okay yeah we don't we don't know we don't know so the the, the it does interfere with that a little bit but to create that atmosphere it, it does work really well does work really well um and i think the depiction of like slavery you know 
it, it, it's not everyone's happy singing, you know, like it, it's not trying to paint it in any other light than what it is, you know? I think mean, so that's good. Now, it's it gets a little bit, I think the the the, the flow of the story can be problematic at times. Now, there's, you know, atmospheric music throughout, which I found irritating. But I will say, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan, right? So unless it is done exceptionally well, it's always going to irritate me. So I, this is a thing that might not irritate everyone. It irritated me, Okay. Um, just because it was, there were scenes that would be powerful enough. We don't need ominous music to be like, this is bad. You know what I mean? I, we can tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's happening right now is not good. You know? So you have that. The other thing is, and it's only something that you realize after seeing the back, right? Someone that's got whipped that badly. That badly. And he he reels off uh, all these other things that have happened to him. You kind of think something else would have happened. Like, the, the, because we see someone get branded. I feel he would have been branded. You know what I mean? There, there would have been other things that have gone down. So, yeah, that, that was... It, like, at the beginning, you it kind of felt that... He hadn't had now. Do you say I hadn't had it that rough? Is not to go, you know what I mean? Oh, slavery, it's a picnic. But what I mean is, as I said, no branding, no whipping, no like you wouldn't have thought any of that. So it's just like they're inside the house. There's these things that you think, mm, I'm not sure if that works on a narrative basis. If you know what I mean? Like, he's gone through all of this stuff, right? The Another, an, another thing, and it, it's one of those things that you, you get a lot in a film which is trying to depict someone as being a hero, as being the person that did all this stuff, right? And it's always weird because, look, you can be heroic, and not be necessarily always good or not always lead the way. You know what I mean? Now, in this, it's we have Gordon Peter, whatever you want to call him, as the one to kind of the only one really standing up to the slavers, right? Only one, which. When you get his, like, the way, there's a scene later in the film, after he's been, like, taken to, an, a, you know, the front line kind of thing, that, okay, his demeanor is this, right? But you've got him being, like, standing up, and but it, it's in a way where the consequences ain't going to be good for anyone. Right. And the way he kind of acts and talks in other parts, you'd be like, he's more you. It would seem that he's more measured 
right? He understands, okay, this isn't the time to make a stand here, right? I've got to think about the consequences. But then the other ones, he's doing it. And you're like, he's very inconsistent. And if we're to believe he's this type of person, I don't know if he's doing that all the time. You feel me? Another problem for me was the swamp, right? Because he's got cups. He's got cups. You're in a swamp. You're, you've got a fever after day one. Do you know what I mean? Like the that infected water is in your system. You are feverish. There's parasite. There's all manner of things which are fucking you up. And especially when you haven't got fresh water. It's not like you're drinking fresh water every day. You're eating food every day. No. So the strength is fuck. Like you are done. You're not making 10 days. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's that. And the film did lose me a little bit from one situation. Right now, you youngsters probably ain't going to remember. There was an episode of Happy Days where the Fonz jumped a shark. Right? He, I think he was on a jet ski. Right? He was a jet ski and he jumps a shark. Where the expression comes from. There's no jumping of sharks, but there is a situation with a crocodile, and that, yeah, <laughs> that was just like, what the fuck? No, no. Now, I'm, it, it was a, a thing because they're walking through swamps, right? And there's so many films where you have people wading into swamps or rivers, and there's never snakes, there's never crocodiles, and you're just like, what, really? What the fuck? And there's other things as well. It's not just snakes and crocodiles. There's plenty of motherfucking things that can fuck you up in a fucking swamp, you know? So I was pleased that there were crocodiles. Um, it, it, it's just the frequency of those crocodiles was a little bit like, hmm... Really? I, I get the, you know, especially after the first thing, right? You think, mm, this, this is going to be more, right? Other, uh, you know what I mean? So there's, yeah, that was a, a fucking, just a crazy thing, a crazy thing around this whole crocodile situation, which, yeah, that uh, did really pull me out of things. It really did. Because it was so it's so insane, people. <laughs> you know what I mean. Now, when they escape, there's four of them, right? And it gets to three. But we only really follow Peter Gordon. We only really follow him. You know what I mean? Now we bump into one of the others, but yeah. We're only with, and you're just like, what? Doesn't make any, no, that's just, what, what is it, it's kind of, don't have him escape with as many people if you're not going to follow them because they're all in the same situation, you know? 
Now, I'm, they've probably got family. They've got people they want to get back to. It's not just Peter Gordon who's trying to get back to his wife and kids. You know, so the fact that we don't pay any attention to the others just seems weird. It just seems really weird, you know? That, like, the idea of splitting up didn't necessarily make any sense. And for two of them to meet up did seem a little... Like, with all the things you see going on, you're just like, huh? Like, I don't feel they would be in the same place after all of that, right? But there's, there's yeah, there's these things that don't necessarily make any sense. Being able to climb a tree after days of starvation, you know, a mm, little problematic. Now, this is one, and I talk about this in other stuff, right? The fact that there's no shaving. <laughs> you know, beards stay perfect. You, you know what I mean? It's just like, where's, like, you'd be stubble. Your hair would be growing. Like, people don't age. You know what I mean? Like, there's big chunks of time when, you know, he's been away and all the People don't age, right? There's, there's these odd things that they don't. I don't know if they don't think about it or just think, ah, no one's going to notice. I don't know, right? It's very odd, very odd. And, oh, along with the whole, yes, he's the only one that stands up. Again, in the army, he's like the only, everyone seems scared and he pushes for, and you're just like, I don't buy that. These are people that have been doing this. You know what I mean? No. No, no, no. We don't have to do that. We don't have to, you know, diminish others to go, yes, this is the person that was. You know what I mean? It's always a weird situation. And I know this is based on a true story, right? There's the photo and all of that kind of thing. But the one thing I do not understand is slaves would, you know, run and try to join Lincoln's army. That was a known thing, right? So if that's the case, he shouldn't be the first, you know, keloid bat that they have seen. So I, I want to know why that was the, you know what I mean, the, the, the picture that was taken. Now, no, 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 right? You could say it's it's the first time they had photographers to take the photo. That was that works, right? But to everyone be shocked that they've seen this back seems a little bit odd. A little bit odd. When, when you're dealing with all these people that have escaped, all these people that have escaped, there's going to be whips, there's going to be branding, there's going to be mutilations, there's going to be all of this stuff. So I don't believe you're going to be like, oh, I've never seen that before. You're going to be like, oh, fuck, again? This is like the, 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 the thought of disgust, right? Just the frustration, like, how, why is this keeping happening? This is horrendous. Like, that I get. But we didn't get that. 
right? So, yeah, there's these things that, you know, don't necessarily make sense. You know, there is some solid acting. There is some definitely solid acting in here. We do have some weird accents. We definitely have some weird accents. There is this one scene. Girl's not in it for long. This little girl, the, the glee as she rings this bell. Oh, it's palpable. There is such a horrific scene, but played so well because you buy this maniacal, oh, like what's going down. It's just like, fuck, man. That's so rough. So, yeah, some there is some, definitely some good acting. Will, he's pretty solid. There is, there is the typical Will overacting, though, right? Playing things a little, like there's a bit with a mirror, and he's like, oh, 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 and just, it, it goes for so long. Right? A bit like the whole Shrek thing in friggin' I Am Legend. There is some scenes like that. Where he's just like forcing it, forcing it, forcing it. But yeah, we do get some really good performances from people. It's, yeah, I don't know. Right? I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Didn't make me happy. Didn't make me happy. It, I kind of put it up there with I um 20 years, 30 years. What's the one that's 10 years a slave? Is it 10 years a slave? It's something like that, right? I, yeah, I feel about Emancipation as I did about that one. But, yeah, it's on Apple this Friday. So if you want to uh, watch this, then it's there. I don't believe it's verbatim, you know, historical fact. But it's based on true things. So, yeah, there you go, people emancipation and I will also say because the slap that comes up all the time right I mean you can separate an incident from a product film is a product right the film isn't getting judged well definitely from not from me on what happened then you know what I mean it is what it is like you have to be sensible about these things, you know? You look at the film for what it is, you know? And so, yeah, it's on Apple, people. Uh, yeah, if it feels feels like something you're going to, you know, be interested in, then, yeah, go check it out. And we're going to bring it home with um, a new signature joint. Right, UK, it's Savage Justice. In the States, it's Savage Salvation. But that's what's up, people. Well, people, I really enjoy being surprised. And I was definitely surprised by this next one, right? The good people at Signature sent me over Savage Justice, which is known as Savage Salvation over in the States kind of feel they should have kept with Savage Salvation, you know? But it's justice over in the UK, right? So this is the new film 
from director Randall Emmett. It is written by Adam Taylor Barker and Chris Silverstone. The film is produced by um, Emmett along with... Um, oh, who have we got? Chad A. Verdi, uh, Timothy Sullivan, Sean Sanghani, Nick Kozkoff, George Furler, and interestingly enough, our good friend Peter Jackal, right, who um, we spoke to uh, like a couple of months ago about his film Medieval. Yeah, old Peter is a producer of this film. Uh, it's executive produced by Martin J. Barab, Jeff Beecher, Lee Bonder, Alistair Burlingham, J.J. Kirsch, Gardy Craig, oh, Grady Craig, <laughs> um, Nick D'Angelo, Charlie Dumbeck, Ted Fox, Ariana Fraser, Tyler Gould, Matthew Helderman, Lydia Hull, Walter Joston, Paul Luber, Cyril Megret, um, Delphine Perrier, David J. Phillips, Elizabeth Prim, Gary Raskin, Austin Renfro, Jeff Rice, Mark Stewart, Luke Taylor, Mm -mm. Chad Verdi Jr., Paul Weinberg, and Henry Winterstern. It is um, line produced by Bobby Ranghelov, uh, Bernie Gulwiliza, and Michael Dennis. It's co-produced by Alana Crow. Okie dokie. And it is associate produced by Tyler John Olson. So, um, yeah, there is a lot of cooks up on this one. Music is handled by Philip Klein. Eric Cortez handles the cinematography, Eric Friedenberg and Colby Parker Jr. edit the film. Casting was Sheila Jaff and Brian Riley. Production design, Lamo Hicks and Travis Zarwini. Lamo Hicks also handles art direction, Melanie Rain. Set decoration, costume design is Colin Wilkes. Um, hair and makeup, we've got Marta Isol Colon, Nicole Leno, 
Jerry Popolis, Lisa Rocco, and Carla White. Our cast. Now, this is... <laughs> because I'm watching the film, and I'm like, I swear, some of these, I swear I recognize these people, but who the fuck are they? Right? Um, so, yeah, at the end of the film, as the credits are going, I'm like, it was Robert De Niro. It was John Malkovich. So I'm just like, these people really look like. And yeah, it was. So Robert De Niro is Sheriff Church. John Malkovich is Peter. Um, you have Darlene, who is Peter's wife. Uh, she is played by Winter Ave Zolly. Her sister, uh, she, um, ugh, no, her sister Ruby Red is played by Willa Fitzgerald. And Ruby's boyfriend, fiance, Shelby John, is played by Jack Houston. So um, Meadow Williams plays Detective Zeppelin, who is Church's partner. We have got... Um, Jess, played by Lindsay Polfisser. Annie, played by Catalina Viteri. Um, also got Ada, played by Julie Oliver Touchstone. Preacher Paul, played by J. Oscar Simmons. Um, Travis, who is... Actually, I can't... Oh, Yes, Travis is the son of, um, I think Travis is Silas's son, right? So, um, actually, yeah, Travis is played by Miller Garfinkel, and Silas is played by Noel Gugalimi. Um... We have got Skeeter, played by John Orsini. Connor, who is Peter and Darlene's son, played by Max Walls. Lee is played by Trent L. Horn. Uh, we got Darius, played by Clay Wilcox. Um, Coyote, played by Quavo. Um... Yeah, I think that, that's it, really. That's our that's our main lot. Um, yeah, so the gist of this film. Sheriff Church and Detective Zeppelin strive to keep the peace in their rough town when residents only two interests are the church or oxycodone. Newly engaged Shelby John and Ruby Red want a fresh start. They decide to have a family together and get clean with support of Peter, Ruby's brother-in-law. However, Shelby discovers his beloved Ruby dead on their porch before she could fulfill her final wish to be baptized in the river and washed away from her past sins. Filled with fiery rage, Shelby embarks on a vengeful killing spree to right all the wrongs done to Ruby by every link in the drug dealing chain. 
Armed with nothing but adrenaline and a nail gun, Shelby picks off dealers and junkies one by one until he gets to the top. Sheriff Church and Detective Zeppelin must race against the clock to put an end to Shelby's vigilante justice before his fight with the crime lord Coyote turns the entire town into a blood. Ooh, oh my gosh. And, yo, I, I'd say I'm surprised, right? Because, so, this one starts off, right? And we have, like, there's a scene where um, a guy goes over to the door. And then suddenly the door's, like, burst open. He's on the floor. And then we see him meet a grisly end, right? Then we get... One month before, right? It, it's that way of many an action film will start, right? And so then we're seeing this couple, right? Shelby John and Ruby Red. And it's like, well, no, I think we first, no, we first meet the detective, Sheriff Church, right? He, he goes somewhere and there's a guy dead on a bed and you feel there is a connection and you work out it's the sheriff's son and then that's when we meet Shelby and Ruby right so you're watching it and now we're with Shelby and Ruby a lot right so we're seeing this couple together and they seem really happy then the drugs come and you're like oh okay this isn't good. Um, and we see, and we just whip them, right? So we see them getting clean, but we don't know how we get to that scene which we start, but you have a sense. It means this happiness is not going to last, right? Something is going to intervene. So you're watching it thinking, okay, okay, what's the usual thing that happens? Where is this going? And you think it might be a predictable action flick. But there are these nice beats in this, right? There is these nice beats that keep the story flowing. And there's a few little twists in that story that have you going, oh, shit. Okay, right. That's what we're doing. Oh, fuck. Interesting. You know, and that, boom, that's great, right? Because you never want something to be too predictable. Or you just like, you know, there's familiar beats with these things, but it's always interesting when someone adds something a little bit different, right? So you aren't completely just like, ah, I've seen it. Why do I need to watch this? But you, you know, you're gripped all the way through, right? It's just this intense scene, like montage that we see of them getting clean. You know, 
Because when you, I have to say, when you're watching it and you and they're both because they're both into the drugs, right? So you're just thinking, I mean, who am, who could I root for here, right? No one's perfect. No one's great. Everyone's a little grimy. But what we get from this scene, from this montage, and just the beginning is this belief that Shelby and Ruby are really in love, right? That's what we really get. They really do make that come across. Where there's films that you can watch and you just don't believe in the relationships. With this one, you believe in all of these relationships, it, it it's really, you know, Darlene and Peter, just the fractiousness between Ruby and her mum, but there's still something there. You know, all of these things that you you kind of it, it, it jumps out the screen to you, which is you know, definitely something, right? Definitely something. So yeah, you're you're watching this film. And we get some really nice cinematography, some really interesting angles in the way it's shot. You know, it brings you into the action. It makes you believe the scenes that you're watching. You know, it's handled very well, very well. There's a, like the music isn't overbearing. You know, this, I, I really enjoyed it. And you know, there's definitely those bits of the story that you'll be like, hmm. And no, like, is someone really going to be able to do all of that or go, you know, get into that place without anything happening? You know what I mean? There is some of that. There is some of that. But you're able to let all of that slide because you're like, you're invested in this story. And we're looking at this story as being this action thriller drama, right, with, with this revenge, someone out to, you know, cure all the things that have gone wrong, and it's like they understand, Shelby understands he's not perfect, right, but this is something he has to do, so you're, you're down, you are down with it, for sure, I, yeah, I really did enjoy it, I really did enjoy what happened here. And you don't mind bad guys dying, especially if they've got golden guns. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, anyone with a golden gun, you're just like, no, no, no. No, you deserve everything that's coming to you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, I definitely do definitely recommend you um, checking out Savage Justice, Savage Salvation. It's available now on all your favorite VODs, Amazon, Apple, all of that jazz, people. So you can go grab it. And I would say... Like, there was a Netflix film, I think it was called Berserker, right? I think it was like a, a Spanish film 
which was pretty intense, right? I'd say there's some similarities between that and this. Um, you know, just it's kind of it is kind of akin to one of those old kind of eighties action flicks, right? You know, one of those Schwarzenegger ones, like uh, I think it was like Red Heat or Raw Deal. You know what I mean? Something like that, right? That that's what this is kind of akin to. So if you enjoy that kind of thing, there's shootouts, you know, it's not too gruesome, but it's not, it's not shying away from anything, you know, you get to see, there's, there's needles, there's drugs, you know, but there's real emotions here, you know, as I said, you believe in these relationships, which is a testament to what they were able to do, you know. So, yeah, people, Savage Justice, it's out now. Um, yeah, go check it out. I think you will enjoy it. Okay, people, so we've reached that time. But before we end things this week, let's take a look what's going on in the world of film now there's some things which are like what right there's a few weird sequels happening one of which supposedly is rush hour four so nothing set in stone but jackie chan recently mentioned at an appearance that he's in talks to uh, reprise his role, which, um, yeah, is very surprising. Because, I, I mean, none of them were great, right? And I think Rush, Rush Hour 3 tanked. So, yeah, it's kind of surprising. It's kind of surprising that that's happening. Um. We also have, you know, we know we're getting a Saw 10 and Tobin Bell is coming back as Jigsaw. Kevin Gruterich is back as the director after he previously doing a couple of um, of the films, I mean, 6 and 7, right? Um, now, also... Back is um, Shawnee Smith, right? And joining the franchise is Sinov Makodi, Lund, Stephen Brand, and Michael Beach. So, uh, yeah, things are uh, getting interesting, it would seem. Now, another sequel that I think a lot of people were like, what? <laughs> we are getting Tracy Flick Can't Win, right, from Paramount. Um, and you're like, Tracy Flick Can't Win? What? What's that? Well, people, it is a sequel to Election, right, which came out in 99. Yeah, 
So that was directed by Alexander Payne, who is back for this new one. Now, Election was based on a book of the same name from Tom Perotta, who has actually written a new book, right? And that's, you know, potentially why we're getting this one. Okay, so yeah. Um, yeah, this is supposedly uh, following an adult Tracy struggling to fight her way to the top. That's all we know. Um, yeah, it's definitely a shocking one, right? It's just like, yo, what's happening here? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, um, Payne is, as well as directing, he's also writing the screenplay with Jim Taylor. And producing the film will be Reese Witherspoon, who is reprising her role as Tracy. Lauren Neustadter, um, Albert Berger, and Ron Eurixer. So, yeah, they'll be producing. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, now, nothing is confirmed with this, but supposedly there is talks of a planes, trains, and automobile remake which would be involving Adam Sandler Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore so yeah I mean I don't think anyone was like asking for it but could it be good I don't know I don't fucking know right I mean I've enjoyed some of their films you know, so who, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, now, a, a reunion, as it will be, is The Investigators, right? A new Apple joint is directed by Doug Lyman and will be starring Matt Damon, who worked with Lyman on The Born Suit, The Born, The Born. The, the first born fucking film, right? The born identity. I think that was it, right? Yes. Um, and also it's starring Casey Affleck, who starred with Matt Damon um in uh Jerry, right? So it is being written by Chuck McLean. Um and supposedly, Damon and Affleck are playing two thieves on the run with the help of one of their therapists after a robbery goes wrong. Hmm. Not sure a therapist is meant to be doing that, but we will see. So, pro uh, producing the film is Damon, Ben Affleck, Jeff Robinov, John Graham and Kevin Walsh. So, uh, yeah, could be interesting, right? So, Ballerina, the John Wick spin off, is currently in production from Lionsgate, and a whole heap of stars from the John Wick franchise are coming across to cameo. We know that. 
right? And other people, new people are joining the universe. One of which is Catalina Sandino Moreno, right? Who has just joined the cast. Um, yeah, no word on what her role will be, but you know, I'm just looking forward to this friggin' film. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens with it. Yes. Now, another film that I'm intrigued by is Asteroid City. So this is the new Wes Anderson flick, you know? Um, uh, it's set in the 50s, unfolds in a fictional American desert town during a junior stargazer space cadet convention. Chaos ensues as the event organized to bring together students and parents from across this country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. Right, it's starring Tom Hanks, Margaret Robbie, John Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, Lev Schreiber, Hope Davis, Stephen Park, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawke, Steve Carroll, Matt Dillon, Hong Choi, William Defoe. Um, you know, just all of the cats that seem to work with Anderson, right? So that's happening. And we now know, right, that it will be dropping on the um, 16th of June next year. Uh, and, and for a limited run, and then it will be going wider on the 23rd so yeah interesting and people uh yeah let's end with this one so we're getting a wicked film right well it's an adaptation of the musical it's one of those weird ones like matilda right which yeah I mean, they're popular because Matilda's the number one film this week. Well, last week, right? So, yeah, this is going to be two parts. I didn't know that. Directed by John M. Chu. Um, with, uh, gosh, it's Arena Grande is playing Galinda. And Cynthia Info is playing Ifababa. Right? Um, now, Michelle Yu has just joined the cast to play uh, Madame Morrible, right? The headmistress of Craig Hall at Shit's University. So, yeah. Interesting. Now, supposedly, we can expect part one at Christmas 2024, part two, Christmas 2025. So, uh, yeah, let's see what the hell happens, shall we? You know what I mean? So it's just like she's in fairy tales, she's in space, 
Michelle Yu is all over the place, kicking ass. So I, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens with that. But that is us people. We are done. Um, definitely check out Savage Justice, right? And we will see you next week. Enjoy your film watching. Peace. Thank you.